Microphone checker, internet check one, two. Listen, shouts to everybody who checked out last week's episode with the good brother, okay? The Polo Rican, the lowlife general, Thurston Howell III. If you don't know about him, trust me, go check out that episode. Super gems on it, super experiences about him coming up and really not only being a rapper, more importantly, being a person who loves polo, wearing it so much, inspiring the world to then be in a Ralph Lauren documentary about Ralph. Okay, I mean, it's insane when you think about stuff like that. I I look at stories like that that are so special. We had him on, so this is the return episode. So even if you go back even further and listen to the first time he came on, I mean, this is a dude who was battling Jay-Z, Busta Rhymes. I mean, super hip-hop class, but more so super build-your-brand class, super not get angry if brands don't mess with you and learn how to still stay involved and have them come to you. I mean, internets, trust me, put it on your to-do list. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the Thurston Howe return episode on the Premium Pete Show. Now, as always, I shout out all the people in the States, outside the States, and more importantly, worldwide, who are listening to the Premium Pete Show. I, I appreciate you. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. If you've been around since day one, salutes and blessings. Now. I want you to open up your Twitter app, open up your Instagram app, at Premium Pete, at Premium Pete Show, and check the fuck in. Let me know where you're listening from. Let me know what you're listening to. And as always, I say, we're available on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts, you want to watch YouTube. We got some behind the scenes clips. We got full episodes. Subscribe there. And if you're on Spotify or SoundCloud or, you know, wherever you listen, subscribe, rate, leave a comment. Okay, especially on the iTunes page. If you listen to iTunes, stop what you're doing and rate us, leave a comment, you know, give us five stars. If you mess with us like that, I don't ask you to do any Fugazi stuff. If you don't mess with us, no problem. Don't leave it. You know, I don't even know why you listen if you don't mess with us. But if you do, I appreciate you. And most people, internets, you know, I I try to spread positivity. I try to spread love. You know, I'm a person who changed my life around. I feel like I've been given a second chance. So I try to always, you know, give give people these episodes with people from all walks of life, actors, athletes, entrepreneurs, stories that are inspiring, okay, from every walk of life, whether that be hip hop or the founder of Venmo or whoever, okay, and I think that's what's special, so, you know, rate us, leave a comment, subscribe, like I said, YouTube and any other streaming platform, uh, and on Instagram and Twitter, add us, like I said, let me know where you're checking in from, I love when I see people let me know where they're listening from, and what they're listening to. And even if you just want to chat with me about, you know, Sunday sauce or uh, uh, chicken palm is good in your area, whatever it is, hit me up, okay? Now, let me tell you something. Um, I do want to say this. That Just Say Blaze episode, the fatherhood episode we did a couple of uh, weeks ago, it was very special. If you haven't checked that out, make sure you check that out too. If you know of an episode that you like over the years or something new, you know, send it to a friend. If they're up and coming producer, you know, we have so many different, you know, episodes that they could, you know, get into, whether it be Static Selector, Pete Rock, you know, Law of Finesse, you know, you can keep a Just Blaze. Uh, uh, I mean, there's so many, bro. So many. We got uh, uh, Buck Wild, uh, um, D Dot. I mean, I, we could keep on going on, but like, you get the drift. If you know of somebody in a certain field, I guarantee you we have multiple, multiple people that are doing it or have done it in that field. So send it. And as always, I say, tell a friend to tell a friend. 
You know, now this week's episode, we got a, a very good friend of mine, the one and only Mosh Customs. Okay. I mean, what an inspiring story to be a sneaker customizer, to, to weather the storm, to still be around, to be doing customs for the NFL, for, for the WWE, for LeBron James, for The Rock, I mean, and more. To be in your, you know, I really appreciate his, his uh, respect to his family. His father passed away. His mom didn't want to leave her alone, so he didn't go to a, a college where he could probably, you know, had a better chance of becoming a, a pitcher for Major League Baseball and getting drafted. You know, he put stuff on hold, and I and I love to see people that later on in life, God is like, I see what you did. Here, hold that. And I feel like that's what this kid did, and and, and I'm proud to see it, proud to support it. Um, just a real inspiration, not only in the sneaker world. He's an entrepreneur, straight up. Mosh, you know, Mosh Customs is an entrepreneur, and I love to see it. I love to see it in every bucket. Don't matter. It's not just Wall Street or or this. No, okay? It's literally custom and being an artist and, you know, painting on sneakers and bringing things to life and giving them some substance and some meaning and some, you know, like, oh, wow, look at that. Oh, wow. That, you know, because you always see a sneaker and, and you know, it's, 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 it's a dope sneaker. But then when you see it come to life more and put wings on it, yeah, that's what Mosh does. So, Internets, without no further ado, first of all, let me say peace and blessings to you and your family worldwide. Internets, I appreciate you. Um, so. I don't got to say anything else except let's get to this week's episode of the Premium Pete Show with the one and only Mosh Customs. Cheer! Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the undisputed voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Cork McClan, Internets. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go, Internets. Let's turn up one time, Premium Pete. Come on, everybody get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low, listen to the show. Show Buzz Milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. It's the Premium Pete Show. Internets, welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show. Sitting down here with a friend, man. Listen, you know, sometimes I say to myself, you never know who's going to be on the Premium Pete Show. And when I say that, it's funny because some people who are new listeners, you know, they may not understand. The day one salutes. I appreciate you, the, the, the new listeners. Welcome. But I always like to have, you know, you could go from an artist to an athlete to an entrepreneur to, to you know, to whoever, to, to an actor. You know, you never know. And, and it's funny because I think about the stories I want to tell. And this guy, you know, when I was thinking about it, I said, you know what, I think it's finally time for him to come on the show. Especially, uh, you know, because of a lot of the things that he has done that really has uh, uh, amazed me. You know, he, he, you know, and we'll get to it. Anyway, listen, okay. We'll call him artist. We'll call him designer for more people who are looking to understand who don't understand what you do. Because I get that a lot. People are like, what do you exactly do? You know, I'm like, you know, it depends what day of the week it is. But I would say artist, designer, sneaker customizer, and more importantly, entrepreneur. Daniel Gamash, a.k.a. Mosh Customs. Yes, sir. I mean, look, and I feel like uh, we're on <laughs> Fox 5 fucking news the way I introduced you. I know. It's very proper and like man of many hats. I mean, listen. Like yourself. Listen, yeah, for sure. You know, first of all, thanks for coming on the show. Nah, for sure. More importantly, you know, it, it's funny because for a while, we were, you know, we were just talking off air about, you know, I've been doing podcasting almost, yeah, I think it's 10 years, you know, um, and early on, people really didn't get it. People really didn't believe in it. Nah. Now we think about like, 
you know, sneakers and the history of sneakers and where we're at today. Customizing at one point in time, and a lot of my confidants and a lot of our peers and friends, and including myself, to be honest with you, um, I looked at customs like they were fake. Yeah. I looked at them like they were... Uh, I don't want to say, I don't want to take away from an artist's uh, uh, ability to be creative and be an artist, but I looked at them like, you know, keep in mind, and, and, and I'll let you talk, we also, like, getting different colors on Jordans before Jordan started to release different colors was, was almost like, whoa, whoa, what are we doing here? So you weathered the storm, and, 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 and that has a lot to do with talent. And it also has a lot to do with, you know, how you carried yourself. You know what I'm saying? So so, so for people listening who may not ever even know of who Mosh is, you know, what, what would you say, like, you know, like, you you consider yourself in a sense? Of, like I said artist. I said right. sneaker designer. I said customizer. What, what yeah. would you consider yourself? I would say th those three titles are pretty much what it falls into. I mean, customizer seems to be the more recognizable name now. Um, I think that the custom shoe scene has has grown exponentially probably in the last five years i'd say yeah i'd say about five years i think the social media and the instagram definitely opened it up to a lot more people and made it a lot more accepting also it was like it's turned into almost like a paper route for kids now you know i remember when i was a kid i you know put papers out and make my money now kids sure. customize shoes and you know when they started they have a wealth of knowledge you know with the internet and youtube and things like that to learn how to properly you know, paint a shoe. When I started, you know, almost 18 years ago, there was no YouTube. There was no nothing. I was destroying shoes to try and figure out, you know, what worked. You know, you paint a shoe with, you know, craft store paint or spray paint. It was going to crack the first time you wore it. So you had to figure out what was the best way to go about making it work. And I could probably put a kid through junior college and all the money I spent in shoes I destroyed. You know, but, to, you know, 18 years ago, you know, and for letting people know, I know that you actually – wanted to become a baseball player is that yep. correct yeah you know i know you were a pitcher in college right yep. uh what college were you at um i went to dutch community college okay but even even kind of going f deeper than that um i was gonna go to school for art in high school i was i was my grandma was an art teacher so that's where the artistic ability came from I, she didn't teach me i just already had the ability you know if i wasn't well, when you say not to cut you up but when you say art you you, you mean like you drawing. were drawing drawing like lettering or people's I was, faces? I was doing or? portraits. I was drawing sneakers. And you I knew was you were good anything. at that time. Oh yeah, like yeah. when I was a kid, like I was someone. I would I actually started drawing Garfield. And when I was a kid, I was even a chubby kid back then, so I didn't have a lot of game. Mm. Shouts so, to the chubby kids worldwide. Yeah, you know, we're, we're we're a very strong force to be reckoned with. <laughs> but when I and, and when I was younger, I would draw Garfield, and the girls were like, "Oh, that's so cool! Can you draw Garfield like holding a cupcake or like hold you know flying a balloon?" I was like, "Sure." You know, I've, it's the only time a girls ever talking to me is when they want me to draw Garfield. So that was kind of like you know my thing. Sure, sure. But um, I, I was always drawn. Like I said, when I was a kid, I did play sports. I played baseball. Um, and when I wasn't pitcher, playing, I was a I played first. Percent pitcher back then. How fast was the uh, uh, were you thrown? I topped out at ninety one. Really? Wow. I was, I was lefty. And okay, nice. Like, I was one of those guys that like Southpaw. And I learned how to actually pitch too. I mean, obviously, when you play at a, ju a junior college, you know the talent pool is very diverse. You know, there's a lot of people that are really, really good that may have not had the grades to get into a four year school, or it's just people who are under the radar, which is how I was. You know, I play. I'm, I'm from Poughkeepsie. You know, upstate New York. To you guys. You know, us people in Poughkeepsie, we get a little defensive about it's, that. It's fucking far. It's, it, it is far now, but New York State and, you know, far is like Buffalo. Well, I went to Poughkeepsie one time and I used the words, it was in West Bubble Fuck, because I didn't even know where I was. And I, at this time, you know, it's sad to say, at this time I had to go off and go to a gas station. I, I, I'm still young 
internet, but I feel real old because I was. I, I, this was at a time where I had to get off, go to a gas station, ask some directions. Oh yeah, and and if you didn't get somebody that really cared about you, they were like, look, make a left, a right, turn two stop signs. There's a garbage can, make a right, and then you get on the highway. By the time I fucking left, I was like, I don't even remember what this guy said. Right, and then, and then you get to a point where there's map quest, and you thought like, oh my god, this is so great, yeah, map yeah, yeah, quest. Yeah. And then you miss one direction, you're screwed. Yeah, it's classic. But what? So 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 you're a pitcher in school. You yep. you know you you're top in ninety one. You know, did you have dreams of getting into the uh, you know major league baseball? Yeah, I mean, um, at the junior college, um, I, I started first was I, I was going to go to art school. That was my first plan. Um, I had an awesome portfolio. I had full scholarship offers from SVA, RISD, a lot of the top art schools in the country. Sure. My dad passed away, and I didn't want to leave my mom by herself. So I decided to go to the junior college down the road. And they actually had a, a pretty good art program for a junior college, and they had a baseball team. Um, they, but what I took was a uh, baseball class. And essentially what baseball class was was shagging balls and throwing BP to the baseball team. Mm-hmm. So I'm throwing batting practice. And I'm striking guys out left and right. Coach is like, you want to stay after class? And, you know, stay with practice with us and whatnot. So fast forward three months later, I'm on the team. I'm all conference, all region. And I'm pitching at Old Yankee Stadium the day after David Wells threw his perfect game. And they called me Boomer. Because I was a big burly lefty, yeah, <laughs> just, like, just classic, like him. Classic. So it was kind of poetic that I was out there. And actually, I like I said, I played in it. was the all region game, so it was the upstate team versus the city team, and a lot, a lot of the uh, all, you know all stars and whatnot. And I was in the bullpen for the whole game. And I came in and close, and had a one two three inning, which was pretty cool. Now, how, how old was uh, how old were you when your father passed? Um, I was a freshman in high school. So, did uh, he get to? Uh see uh any of your artistic creations at that time did he, he was he supportive of that oh yeah i mean he 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 knew i was artistic just because i was even when i was young like when i was like seven years old i was artistic i mean not to the degree that you know it is now obviously it progressed yeah pretty quickly now mom now what, what did dad do at, at the time my dad was a vietnam vet okay um he had, was exposed to asian Shouts orange him and thank you yeah and he was exposed to asian orange in vietnam and ended up deteriorating his body um, I would have to get up in the morning to help him put his socks and shoes on because he his body was so bad he couldn't do that. So six in the morning, I was up every morning doing that before I went to school, and he ended up working a bunch of different jobs. Obviously, with him being uh, you know kind of handicapped, he couldn't do as many things as he used to. Like my my dad, his nickname was the Bear in mm. in, in high school. He was a you know, jock athlete, you know, had the girls, all that stuff. And to just see someone that's like, was this mountain of a man that was taken down sure. to someone. It, it was just disheartening. You know, he was a catcher in high school and he taught me how to pitch. You know, he was catching me, but now he couldn't even squat down to do that anymore. So it was just like, I I did all I could. And obviously, you know, when he passed away, it was, it was tough. It was, um, it was crazy. And it, the crazy thing about the night that he died was, Everyone had called the house to like check in, and there was no no like signs of anything. It just happened to be like old friends from Vietnam or like family members were calling, checking in. This is actually when we had a house phone, no cell phones back then, and it just happened to be he spoke to like you know his sisters and whatever. And then probably I was went to bed that night. I just heard this noise. It was like a um, sounded like a lion roaring, and it was him throwing up blood and. My mom runs out and, you know, the, I see the, the lights of the ambulance coming in and they carted him off into the hospital. And that night, um, you know, they thought they had him stable and come to find out the next morning he was in cardiac arrest and he ended up passing away that day. And it was just like we knew it was coming, but like not not to that degree, like what happened. Because what happened was he actually died of throes to the liver and, you know, he drank, but he had quit drinking. He was 
hey, I'm sober for like years, but it was just too late. And between the Agent Orange and the drinking and all that, it just, that was it. Now you quickly, your father passes away, you're a teenager. Yep. You know, you quickly become the man of the house. Yep. And, you know, uh, in retrospect, you think you sacrificed kind of your career um, to be supportive of your mother, which is an amazing thing to do. Um, you know, a, a real great thing to do. You know, and you think about that, you know, and what that means to her. I mean, did she realize what you were doing at that time when you? Oh, did, she yeah. did. Like, and it, it was me and her. Like, I have an older brother, and he was away. He was actually playing football in, at uh, University of New Haven at the time. And, um, but he was, he's my, he was like my, my half brother. You know, we have different moms. Yep. Sure. Whatever. But, um, but we, we stayed close, but it was pretty much still me and mom. Um, I stayed with her as long as I could. And then when I did transfer, to um to St. Rose up in Albany, I had you know the option. I, I was offered a contract from the Cincinnati Reds my sophomore year. It was like at, a, at like a sophomore showcase. I just thought I was just gonna go play at some Division three school or whatever. I mean, I was good, but I was realistic and knew I was just kind of a big fish in a small pond. I was good, but I, I knew I wasn't great. But um, I had an offer to go to St. Rose, and it was a half academic and half scholastic scholarship because they saw my portfolio from the art. So I took that and. And we were going to the Division Two World Series. Got blown out as soon as we started playing the Southern teams that play baseball all year round. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Sure, sure. You know, us kids from the North, us Yankees yeah. couldn't hold up with those guys. Yeah, shellacked. Yeah, exactly. So then going into my senior year, I was lawn tossing in the during the, the off season, and I heard the tear and the pop, and felt like there was a, a dagger in my shoulder. And I'm tearing my labrum and my rotator cuff. And I was like, "Yep, that's 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 all she wrote for that." So, what did you think at that time? Did you think like, uh, what, you know, had any idea? Nah, what you could have- I was just kind of like, "Well, I mean, I guess I'll just keep going to class and figure it out." You know, I got my degree in you know graphic design, but I mean, it was art was always easy to me. It was something that like in high school they ran out of classes for me to take. I took AP art, which is the college level classes. I took that as as a junior. Usually, they offer that as a senior. So, like. I, it it always came easy, you know. In college, the teacher would leave, and they would have me sit there and like almost be like a TA, even though mm-hmm. I wasn't. Sure, and just check on people and whatever. And it kind of went back to the girls were asking me to help them draw stuff. So I kind of reverted back to being a little kid while I was in college because I was still a little chubby back then. Yeah, but um, yeah. So it, it it was kind of funny how that worked. And then when I did graduate from school, my brother. Um, was working at a uh, a school for autism up in Statsburg, New York, called the Anderson School, and he was like, "Well, I know you know you graduate and whatever, and you know get get you on your feet, and, you know give you get you a job working there and whatever." And at this time, I had disco- I had discovered people doing custom shoes actually. In the do you con- remember? Do you remember who you discovered? Um, yeah, it was um C two okay who now designs at yeah. Adidas, yeah. and then Sabotage and Sabotage, Amphibian. the legend. Yeah, of course. So it and it's it's crazy how someone like that you know that you look up to and now you like talk to it, yeah, yeah it's yeah. crazy it's, yeah, it's yeah. one of those things that like I don't think the the younger customizers now know how much of a big part and thing that they had you know in building what we're doing because they look at me as an OG and it's like I may you know I did my part but there's people obviously doing it before me you know one thing I like about your work and your creativeness is that you always put uh, I, I think I don't know if it's a hashtag or just your style you, style you put customs that don't look like customs or something like don't you put something like yeah, that yeah I, I, I used I, to put that I was doing I was doing that when I was doing like just the straight up clean customs and it's kind of like one of my strengths is versatility I don't have just one distinct style, which I've also heard is kind of a detriment to me because I've actually spoken to, you know, people like Jordan Brand and other brands about, you know, possibilities of doing something, you know, like a collaboration or whatnot. 
And I was like, you know, what can I do to, to kind of help have, you know, be seen by you guys as, as someone that could do a collaboration. Cause you know, I, I looked up to the futurers and the stashes and sure, I want sure. to do stuff like that. And he was like, honestly, he goes, you're so versatile that you can do anything. He goes, you're not just someone that has one style. So if you look at a shoe, you're like, that's a stash shoe. That's a Futura shoe. That's a Hebrew Brantley shoe. Like that, that's, that's kind of like just not what you do. You can do anything. You can paint someone's face. You can make something clean. You can make something, whatever. So I always kind of kept in the back of my head, but I always never wanted to like force to just give myself a style. I just kind of kept doing what I was doing. And you know, and if it happens, great. You know, and if it doesn't, then it's not meant to be. I'm just going to keep doing what, you know, I'm doing and enjoying it. Yeah. You know, it's funny because you, like I said, you weathered the storm and you brought it to a point where you turned. And it's funny because I was actually looking today at this article that, uh, this news outlet, uh, hold on, hold on. I know I put it here. It is. That uh, CNBC did on you. Oh, right. And the title they wrote is, The guy went from his mom's basement to making six figures at the NFL's go-to sneaker artist. Yeah. And hear what they said. Shouts to CNBC. They said, Moss started in his mom's basement. Now he counts with, now he, now, now he has, uh, counts with LeBron James, Steph Curry, and Stefan Diggs uh, on his client list. Now, obviously, it's more than that. you know. But we talk right. about, you know, here's the thing that I like, you know, an inspiration from a guy that, you know, turned customizing sneakers, which everybody tries to do. Let's talk about podcasting. Everyone tries to do. Um, how do you do it different? How do you, you know, get things like that? So right off the bat, you know, you think about it. There's people customize them now, right? But they haven't put in the work that you put in and some are, some some have and some haven't. Hmm. But just getting to do a sneaker for LeBron James, it's not something that happens every day. You know, I, I, I'm, I don't know why I'm having this mindset of comparing it to podcasting, but... You know, I always use this example when we just started and we asked Ice-T or Chuck D to come on. They were like, yo, I heard you guys are doing some big things, but what the fuck is a podcast? Right. And now if you ask them, they're probably like, yo, everybody asks me to come on. Right. You know, so, so you know, first off, I mean, there's so many ways to go with you. Um, and that's why I wanted to have you on because it's more than just customizing. It's like you've built a brand, a business, but how does somebody like yourself is able to do something with LeBron James. Um, it was it as you know, relationships are worth their weight in gold. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was one of those things that um I was already doing stuff with Dwayne Wade and um LeBron's I don't say I don't want to say assistant but like a concierge or something like that. He hit me up and was like, "Hey, this is before he won his first championship and he was like, you know, if if we win, you know, I want to do something, you know, do some shoes for LeBron, you know, and you know, I want to do something for him and the mom and the kids and all that stuff. So he actually got – well, first of all, I, I was like, bullshit. And I was like, this, there's no way this is LeBron's guy. So then I asked Wade's guy, and I was like, is this dude legit? He's like, oh, yeah, that's his guy. I'm like, all right, now now I'm going to now I'm gonna listen. So then we started talking and got the idea. And I actually got on the phone with, with Gloria James, LeBron's mom, yeah, and yeah, talked yeah. to her and had a convo. And we ended up doing shoes for Bron, Bronny, Gloria, Lambo. All the, the the whole the whole the whole crew, and it was for his first championship. And actually, it was before they were going to um, to Athens for the Olympics. They were doing their training and stuff. So I I was supposed to give them to him in person. That's obviously always what you want to do, but um, obviously with their scheduling, it didn't yeah. happen. So I just shipped them off. But whatever. But yeah, he got the shoes, and that was great. So then a couple years later, I did a, a LeBron Ten custom based off of the Devastator, which is um, the Transformers character. And he had tweet. I guess he saw my picture and tweet. He's like, "I need these. You know, these are dope. Yada yada yada." So then, um, the guy, um, 
told LeBron it was me that did him. So obviously we got to talking again. And, you know, me, I was just still trying to get my business part up, but I saw that this shoe was popular. So I was trying to make more pairs to make money, obviously. And LeBron's like, well, you know, it's really dope and whatever. He goes, but I really want to get a one-on-one, you know, just something for me. Understandable, obviously. And he was like, I want to do Iron Man. All right, cool. You know, let's, let's do Iron Man. So this is 2013. Yep. And before All-Star, we planned it out. And I would say it's a week before I was supposed to fly out to Houston to give him the shoes. Nike saw and sent the shoe yet. So he calls up and calls the, the Nike rep, and he's like, yeah, we got to get the shoes to him, like, ASAP. So they, they get the shoes to me finally, I think, two, three days before I was leaving for Houston, and ended up just doing them that night, like, just jumping in. And my, my buddy knew what, I, knew what I was doing. He was like, call me. He's like, so uh, what do you, uh, what's your plan here? And I was like, I'm just flying by the seat of my pants. He's like, biggest project of your life, and you're flying by the seat of your pants. That's That's crazy. And that's how it always been. Like I've never been one to do like sketches or mock-ups. Like I look at the shoe and I just kind of dive in, you know, with what I got. Um, how, how long does a, a creating a sneaker like that take? I did that pair in the night. Mm-hmm. I was I worked from probably seven in the evening until about seven in the morning, just straight mm-hmm. through. Because that's when I was painting. That's when I was in my mom's basement because I ended up moving back after school. Because obviously I was broke. Broke college kid that was working at a, at a non-for-profit doing whatever and um it, it was crazy because my mom was a night owl like she would sleep late it's like she like she was in college but she was retired and you know she was a firefighter still but like which is crazy yeah your yeah. mom was a firefighter yeah so shouts to her yeah our whole family with firefighters on her side you know grandfathers uncles all that stuff and so it was a whole firefighter family and um, she she had remarried and stuff after my dad passed away, so whatever. But she always stayed up. Like do, she you get, would, do you get you got along with? The, oh yeah, uh, okay. yeah. Her, uh, actually, her um, she married. He was the former fire administrator in New York State, and he actually was running the whole thing when nine eleven happened. Wow. So we were down here when all that. You know, he brought us down to ground zero, like around like around Thanksgiving, and obviously saw all the stuff. And yeah, we it was it was just wild. But he's retired and stuff now. But he's originally from Westchester. Yeah. But um, now they're retired in North Carolina. He golfs. She, she's doing. She's chilling now. Nice. But um, when I when I was doing all the shoes at home, like I said, I'd be up working two three in the morning. She'd still be up doing whatever she's doing, and sometimes it would go on like food runs. It's like being in college. Like like, hey mom, I'm going to get food. You want something? Yeah, yeah. It's like going to get food. You and know, like, you know, you you do a shoe for LeBron James at that time. You know, you're obviously you're creative. You're talented, but you know it's funny because some people can't be. Both or triple, meaning can you be in a creative uh, a person, an artist, and a businessman? Because scaling a business and building a brand and being an artist is totally different. Totally things. different, you know. And 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 I know you too for a while now. You're a very, you're you're a good guy, and I mean that. I'm not saying that like you're down to earth. You're you're a real good guy. So you're not somebody that's gonna go on here and be like I'm I'm this I'm that I'm that. You're not a bragger. So it's hard. When you be, like even be, off air, you were saying, I can't believe uh, some people, uh, and I've heard this from many people that want, you know, like your name. Your name has become something that people believe in. Mm-hmm. I was telling this to even a pizzeria that I'm friends with, Andrews in, in South Philly. I mean, they're fucking incredible. Mm. And he's like, I, I don't want to sell hats. I made them. Uh, I don't. They're sitting up here. I'm like, well, people, you got people waiting online to get in your store to eat food. Right. They'll buy a hat or a beanie hat. It's it's building the brand and and and. What I'm saying is, if you don't believe in yourself, people won't. Not saying that you fully don't, yeah. but you're also a creative person. You're a one man operation. It's not like you have Mosh Customs. You got sixty thousand people in your fucking right. thing making shoes, right? You know, like some other people. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. But you know, now, now take. You know what? Let, let's use this time 
to run down the list. Okay. Okay, let's do the bragging part. Okay. Uh, and that would be uh, give the internets uh, uh, a client list of people you have done shoes for. Well, we started with LeBron. There's Dwayne Wade. Um, there's The Rock. Um, uh, Mark Wahlberg. Um, Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Um, How did Jay-Z happen? Uh, well, I did all the shoes for the 444 tour. Okay. Those those Clydes that um yeah, it was a little quiet project obviously with Emery and stuff, and it, it was more about the moment than the recognition for it, and that was something that me and Emery and the Puma team kind of agreed on. Like I wasn't I didn't do a post that said I did it, but I was just kind of proud to see Beyonce wearing my shoes and yeah yeah you know, I remember they asked um for number forty four to go to Obama, so we had to go back and do a number forty four for him like last because we did we did one through forty four that was it, you know uh Beyonce got number one Jay got number four. I got number five. Mm. I know Obama got 44. After that, I don't know who got what. <laughs> and then there were some unnumbered pairs as well. You know, Emery is a, a real good dude, man. Uh, that guy is uh, aces, man. Every yeah. time I see him, uh, he's a real good dude. So shouts yep, to Emery. Definitely. And uh, that's another project that you put on the belt that is beautiful. Yeah. When would you say, so here's, here's the thing too, you know, and as internets listen, they'll get to know Mosh Customs, Mosh himself you know, uh, embark on his journey, you know, and, 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 and sacrificing, but then living the fruits of his labor later on. But what a lot of people don't see is how long it takes to become successful. You may have been doing shoes for LeBron and still not fully there. Yeah. I, you oh, know? yeah. Like, like, oh, yeah. Okay. Even if like, just say, I'm giving an example, say Nike gave you five grand to do. I'm just giving an example, mm-hmm. you know, as five grand. I mean, you could pay maybe a mortgage uh, three months, four months, you know, five, yeah. I don't know, you know? Um, you know, I I I I'm relate to that because I've been you know places where you know you're doing big things and people look at you like you know and then you're not fully there yet. So turning into a business too, because I'm sure doing stuff for people. Do you feel what what turned the corner and like you becoming a business and really charging people? Because I'm sure like when you're doing stuff for like high profile celebrities like that, not saying they want, but sometimes. Look, I've been in retail, man. A lot of celebrities want shit for free. Mm-hmm. Of course. Straight up. No disrespect oh, to no, any of my uh, celebrity but, but the thing is, like, I don't even blame them because we, we make it that way. Yeah. You know, and it's and it's pro athletes the same way. My rule of thumb is if I solicit you, the first pair is for free. And if you want more, you come back. If they come back again, then they're paying. And I just let it be known. You know, that's how I, I kind of go with it. Let me jump around then. Yep. The Vikings. Yep. You're like- How? How to become well, a Well, fan. how, but also- <laughs> you. You you do all mostly all the cleats for them. Now you've done a lot of NFL players, mm-hmm. yeah. but you do, and you're a Vikings fan, so yeah. you should pinch yourself sometimes. Oh, it's crazy. You're a Vikings fan, and you do all the you know customize all the cleats. Mm-hmm. Um, one, why they choose you? Two, uh, 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 how did it happen? Well, well, that's the same question, but more importantly, two is. is how did the NFL believe in putting money up for that or doing something for that? Or who is that paid by the Vikings? Or? Yeah. Okay. Um, so the first of all, the Viking, I became a Vikings fan because of my dad. Mm. My mom was a Bills fan. My dad was a Vikings fan. And it was kind of like, what franchise do you want to be more more miserable with rooting for? Yeah. So my mom, obviously, I, I picked purple. And obviously, yeah. I stay I stayed with the purple. Yeah, and you freeze purple. your balls off when you go down there. Well, we got we got we got the uh, we got the nice indoor stadium now. Thank oh. God. But, I wouldn't know. I don't pay attention to the fucking Vikings. You should. <laughs> they're, they're, they're doing they're doing better than your G man. <laughs> I know. I know. But, but, but I work with them too, which is which no, is cool. I know. I know. You did. But was, um, go ahead. Yeah. So the the way the way I even started with the Vikings relationship was through DJ Ski. Who's also, Ski. who's also a Vikings fan. Yeah, yeah. And I actually connected through Ski uh, through when the Easy 2s came out. And that was when the Platinums and the Solars came out. And yep. the West Coast got the Platinums. We got the Solars. 
and I won the Platinums. He won the Solars. So I got, we, we swapped shoes because we were both same size and we ended up getting shoes for each other and we ended up just kind of hitting it off and just talking here and there. And then found he found out I was a Vikings fan and I mean, I knew his story because I was already a fan of the work he did, you know, for game and the mixtapes yep, and all yep, that yep. stuff. So um, then we started talking and it ended up being when the Vikings had their new, their new uniforms unveiled through Nike. They had an event, an influencer event, and it was like all Minnesota influencers and whatever. And Ski had Nike fly me out because he knows a Vikings fan. Yeah, obviously, he saw what I was doing and whatever. And um, I went out there and met met a bunch of the guys. This is actually when it was still the um, the dome. It wasn't the new stadium okay. yet, but it just networking and meeting all these people. And you know, had a great time. Went back out of Jersey, you know, whatever. And then maybe. It was a couple of years, maybe like two years later, is when um, the whole My Cause, My Cleats thing started happening. And the first pair of NFL cleats I did was for Travis Kelsey, you know, champion now. Super Bowl champion. But, but back then, he, you know, he obviously didn't have a reality show and all these other things. He was still just coming up. He was a young guy. And he had to do cleats. And, you know, I knew who he was just because I'm a football fan. But, you know, that was the first ever pair. And, you know, whatever. That was, that was my first Tip, dipping what my toe it? with the water. It was a pair of just Jordan 6 cleats that were painted like Carmine's. And it said, kill a season on the back. Because nice. obviously his Instagram's nice. kill a Trav. Yep. So I, I, I had I had pushed to do a, do a Cameron pair for him. And we actually might still do it at some point. Like instead of like doing, obviously, you know, you know the the pink fur and the phone. I was thinking about doing that with Travis with the pink phone. The, yeah. The phone and all that stuff. So eventually someday. But um, back to the Vikings. Uh, when I caused my cleats thing happened, I had done cleats for Kyle Rudolph. And he was uh, he was the first guy for the my cause my cleats, and then another guy was uh, Jarius Wright, who's now on the Panthers. But I got introduced to him through one of my friends that I met at that event at the first time, and he was like his boy. So I did a pair for him too, and then it was just a snowball effect. What is uh, for, for people listening who don't know? What is my cause my cleats? So the NFL uh, obviously saw the attention that players were getting with the custom cleats and whatever, and they wanted to figure out a way to parlay into something positive. So the first year they did it, it was week thirteen, and every player was allowed to get a custom. It was a one, one designated week where a player would find a cause or a charity or whatever they can get custom cleats to wear during the game. And then what happened is they they could choose to either keep the cleats or auction off for charity yeah obviously the proceeds go towards whatever their charity or whatever it is and it's growing every single year you know more charities getting involved um last year they they increased it to three weeks so then every team got got a home game to wear their cleats and whatever and actually um i was doing them for kelsey again and actually this past year he didn't get to wear them because um when they their week was they're on the road so they didn't wear them and then they, when they came back home it was snowing and they didn't want to mess up the cleats so they opted not to wear the cleats so he never got to wear them but mm. but that's how it all started was the whole the whole week 13 part and how it started with digs was i was i happened to be dropping off kyle rudolph's cleats and the vikings did a little little backstory on me and stuff and they brought me into the locker room just to kind of pretty much just solicit guys and start talking and I and I, I already, you know, I knew Diggs was kind of would be down for that because I'd seen him get some custom stuff in the past from other people. You know, I didn't, I didn't know who did him or whatever, but um, I connected with him instantly. You know, I did a pair for him honoring his grandmother and his dad who had who had uh, died of heart disease, and I painted the cleats of like the anatomical heart, like it was like uh, in like a a medical book, and I just went crazy on him, and he was just obviously really impressed with the artwork, and then it just kind of snowballed into. You know, four years later, here we are. Yeah, you did uh, a lot of um, custom 
cleats for Stefan Diggs from yeah. the Vikings yep. that have went, went viral. Yeah. You know what's cool to see too? We talk about how at one point in time, custom, uh, well, customs in a sense of painting shoes or sneakers or whatever wasn't really uh, uh, a big thing. And now it's tremendous. I look at like, you think about all the credit you get, you know, the NFL is posted in credit, right. you right? When they take pictures of their cleats. Oh, like yeah. well, ESPN? Yep, uh, ESPN, Bleacher Report, yeah, Complex, yeah, you know what I mean. All, all of all the outlets, uh, Fox, yeah. and, and and, and give whatever. credit. Like, I feel like it's become more of like it almost reminds me of where producers, and especially in hip hop, where we you, you didn't know who they were, and now it's like they were speaking up, like you know, where it's like them getting more credit. Yep, and because uh, sometimes you'll see cleats. I'm sure people. You, I'm sure there was times in your life where you're like, yo, I did that all the time. It still happens. It still happens. Yeah, and you know the thing is with artists, like we we always want the recognition. I don't care how big you get. You know, if you see your work on something and you don't get that done by Mosh or done by whoever, we get a little butthurt about it no matter what. You know, and it's not even like craving it, like not like an ego thing, but just like, you know, you put your time into it and you just don't want to get pushed off and do whatever. Like I did a pair of uh, golf spikes for John Ram for in, in uh, PGA golf for the, the uh, Phoenix open last week. And Adidas, Posted about it. John posted about it, and then like Golf Digest posted it, and they had no credit to anything, and they ripped it right off of someone else's post, but didn't credit. And I was like, "You got everything right, it's except for the person that Digest. did it." What's that? We got to hit Golf Digest. Yep. Uh, you know, with a little title of this ball yeah. right across the head. But yeah, but they're learning because because Adidas is opening up to it, and I, and I've, I did custom spikes for Arnold Palmer's grandson last year, and they're gonna do it more this year and get some more guys. So like it, the custom thing is really spreading across well, here's the problem when i ask you to go down your list he only goes down four or five people then, all then we start talking now he's talking about all this we're on uh, tangents let's keep on going let's go nfl nfl okay. you said you did so kelsey, nfl mosh has done uh, uh kelsey from the chiefs kelsey uh, all the vikings dealing saquon yep Saquon, uh, saquon from barkley yep. from the giants yep um what'd you do for him I did a pair. I did a pair of Santa Claus cleats a lot two seasons ago for against Dallas. And the funny story about that was I uh, I met Saquon at the um, at the Concepts Purple Lobster event. Okay. And um, shouts to Dion. Yep. Yep. And uh, Pecos was like, "Yo, have you, have you met Mosh?" And he's like, "No." He goes, "Well, he's the cleat guy." He goes, "If you're gonna get shit done, he's the guy. He's the guy." Yep. So obviously, you know, when, especially you yep, need somebody like you that. need a coach. He's been my hype man as long as I've known him. Yeah, I remember I played I played in a stickball tournament with him um, for with Nike when the All Star game was here. Yeah, for and it was, I put a we were playing stickball on Mercer Street and I put I put the ball on Canal Street. And, yeah, and he was he and me and him were drinking and whatever. It was it was great. It was my first ever experience with him. We've been. We've been tight ever since. Yeah, yeah. I I, I like him. Uh, good dude, man. You know, it's funny. Actually, I don't think we even fully uh, ever met, like, uh, formally. Yeah. But uh, great dude, man. Yeah. I've always been a fan of uh, his energy, the way he carries himself, in a sense of, he's a real, like, to me, I know he's Spanish, I believe, Spanish and black, maybe, but he's like a real mafia guy. Yeah. Like, the way he handles the cigars oh, and the wine exactly. and the steaks, and, yep. you know, he knows what going for a mafia dinner is. So, no. shout out to uh, Sean Pecos. Yes, for sure. Uh, he's worked with a lot of people, worked with a lot around. of people. Like, when I first met him, he was still with Def Jam, and then, obviously, with yep. Rock Nation, Rock Nation. Rock Sports. Yeah, and now he's with Wade, right? Uh, Yeah, he's yeah. still doing that. So, it's like, it... It just goes to show you. I remember like the first conversations with him was was about Wade and like and like because he he was you know he's Gabrielle's friend first and yep. I Wade through that and we were just talking through that and just clicking. But it's always you know it's cosigns like you know like how he co-signed for Saquon and someone else co-signed him to me and you know it just you know don't don't be an asshole and just be good and relationships will happen. What's your favorite pair that you ever customized? 
It's tough. Okay, I, a couple. What's your yeah? Give, I mean, give me top three. One's actually sitting on this on this desk. Right, one wait, 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 let me see. The these these are these are like a, a pop culture shoe. Now, if you watch The Simpsons, um, this is the assassin that Ned Flanders was wearing, and Homer Simpson was going nuts about. And this is one of those shoes that like it kind of looked like a Bo Jackson, and it was just a really obnoxious, crazy looking shoe. And I always wanted to remake it. And I've, I've painted on different shoes, but I wanted to totally remake it. So I tapped in my friend Jake uh, JBF Customs. Yeah, he's we, he, yeah, he's he's an he's a, amazing artist. As he's well. one he's one of the OG recon yep, guys. Yep, yep. Like he was he was doing the Jet Life Blazers back yep. when the ISS forums were going on. Yep, you know, like a lot of these people, a lot of the guys that are doing he, the recons and stuff. He's extremely talented, extremely, though. and yeah. he he just and he takes risks. Like he was he was doing Birkenstocks. Yep, like in Crocs and all kinds of stuff. Like. Seven eight years ago. See, let me let, let me also rephrase some of my comments I made earlier because mm-hmm. customizing has gone to a new level. For people listening, I'm talking about, especially Mosh is one of them, uh, being one of the top customizers in the game. Um, and that doesn't happen overnight. It happens with a lot of work. It happens with a lot of failure. But more important, when I say customizing, I'm talking about taking a Jordan four, taking a Jordan three, or taking a Jordan one, changing the tongue you know, uh, uh, around, you know, which is like, you know, taking the logo in the back, scraping it off and putting a new one there. You know what I mean? I'm talking about really next level customizing. You know, I think the problem a lot of people had, and I keep on bringing this up, is like maybe it was just paint, but it's more than paint. Right. It's bringing, bringing things to life. It's also yeah. just how you use it, like yeah. use the materials. Because the thing is like, you can have a shoe look like an arts and crafts project. And if if, if you see how... Uh, not to like talk bad about it, but how like you know a lot of the brands now have really taken on that DIY approach and have yep. these workshops and stuff. You see the people that are trying out for fun, and it's fun. You know, it is what it is, and you know, but you see some of these abominations of things, and but they're happy about it. You know, they're having fun. It's an experience and whatever. But some people that are taking it serious, and it looks like that, then you got a problem. It's like well, that that what gives custom shoes a bad name. And then if you go back into history, like you were saying, you know, painting on Jordans was sacrilegious back when I started. I painted on just Dunks and Air Forces. That was it. Because, um, you know, you didn't want to be confused having a fake, a fake Jordan. You know, you sure. have the crazy colorways and, sure. you know, the old, the old nice kick site with the fake 11s yeah, and yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, like, it, it was one of those things that you just didn't do it. And now you fast forward and, you know, now you have Jordan brand contacting us to help yeah. create things. And yeah, Puma. And, yeah. And, and, you know, here's the crazy thing, too. And I think this is what goes to the sneaker culture. People who love sneakers or love the business of sneakers. Back in the day, you you well, you could easily tell if a Jordan was fake because it never it was never in that color. Right. You know what I mean? Like they never like. I remember being on the train and you see somebody with like a purple a purple Jordan Eleven. Like that's fake. Yeah. You know, and, unless and, you're Randy and, Moss. And then people, yeah, <laughs> and then people would be like, "What? Why is that fake? Like, how do you know? Because they never came out in that color. Exactly. And the reason why I think even myself was like with this customizing, I didn't understand was. Is because then all of a sudden you couldn't figure it out. You know what I mean? You couldn't, you couldn't figure like you were like yellow and purple. And then, you know, but but when I tell you what today is, is an arts and craft for a billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. You know, you stuck around sneakers worldwide. Sneakers are a multi-billion dollar industry. And, and, and you know, to be at a top of a league 
to customize for, and, and you know what, we'll take a quick break soon and come back and go over more, but you customize for the NFL, customize for people like LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, customize even obviously Jay-Z, Nipsey Hussle, we'll get into that yeah. when you come back. Uh, uh, and something you didn't even fucking mention yet, the WWE. Oh yeah. Wrestling. <laughs> All the big wrestling stars have Mosh Customs. You know, now for people who have been listening to this whole thing, and so, you know, we mentioned at the beginning of Daniel Gamash, aka Mosh Customs. So, that, did you decide you had to make a name for yourself and just took your ending of your last name? No, actually, on my baseball team, there was four Dans on the team. And obviously, then we started going by last names. And apparently, Gamash was too long. So, one of my boys, shout out to Bev, he called me Mosh and it stuck. Mm. That's it. Mm. So, so, you mentioned your favorite is there what else what what are some of the other favorite customs you ever done um I and not did. only sneakers meaning experience for, yeah yeah, yeah. um i mean the pair for digs for the minneapolis miracle was crazy i yeah. was i was there for that yeah you know the future dirty sprite theme pair that's now in can in the hall of fame which is pretty wild yeah that um, was that was the playoff game right yeah that, that yeah. was against uh the saints yeah michael thomas wouldn't talk to me for like a year after that <laughs> he's he's a he's a solid competitor and i mean shouts to him he he was uh He's he's a, a Mosh Customs person as well, and then um, I would say, I mean, obviously the LeBron one was just big for my career, just for I guess notoriety and kind of putting me into more of a mainstream yeah thing. Because I remember when I went to bed that night, I I had X amount of Instagram followers. LeBron shouted me out, and the next morning I woke up with like like thirteen thousand more followers than I went yeah. to bed with, yeah. and then it just obviously grew. And it's crazy because like back then. Obviously, followers aren't everything, but I mean, at the time he had like five thousand or five million followers. You know, now he has like I don't know what he has now. Yeah, but if I was, you know, for you, for you guys too, it's product, man. It's customers. You know, they could be a new customer. You know, when, when, but who handles the billing for all this? Um, it's either me or Mrs. Mosh. Shout to Mrs. Mosh. Yeah, she's great. She's she's someone who like she she is the one that pushed me to get to take this stuff seriously because mm-hmm. I was doing the non-for-profit and she saw me doing the artwork and she was like, yo, you could be doing a lot more than just this. And she made me leave that job. Mm. So, what happened? Oh. Oh, okay. So, so she, she had me leave the job and take this seriously and start doing my thing like like that. So and every time I'm acting up or acting stupid, she goes, don't you forget if it wasn't for me. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. But- well, listen, you know, you need, you know, sometimes in life, uh, you need somebody who, uh, who, you know, is supportive and, and could be there, you know, and, and, and shouts to Miss Mach, you know, we'll, oh, yeah. we'll talk more about her when we come right back. Internets, listen. Well, we're sitting down with Daniel Gamash, a.k.a. Mosh Customs, a.k.a. out of my mama's basement to a six-figure uh, income to make a shoes for LeBron James, The Rock, and more. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Cheer. Okay, let's take a quick break and give a big shout-out to our sponsor for this week's episode, the good folks at Bevel. Let me tell you something. I am so proud of Bevel. I seen them on the you know the NBA All-Star game. They had a commercial. They had Kenny Smith there doing a... a, a a bunch of things with the barber chair, you know, showing off all the products. Internets, I've been down with Bevel since day one, okay? Shouts to my brother, long live Combat Jack forever, and he how much he embodied Bevel. And, and they continue to embody the podcast world and how much they believe in us and we believe in them. Internets all worldwide. I say this all the time, but honestly, it, it, it's how I feel. People always say, Premium Pete, man, I appreciate everything you have done. How can I support you? Well, when we have sponsors like Bevel, let's show up and show out. Let's go to getbevel.com, 
forward slash Pete. Again, internets, let's go to getbevel.com forward slash P-E-T-E. Or I'm going to give you a better thing. They're available in Target, okay? You go order online. You could go in the store, and they have all new products, okay? Let me tell you something. Hold on, and let me tell you this. The new lineup, now Bevel had the trimmer, still has it. Trimmer's amazing, okay? I feel like all barbers should use it. You could use it to trim your beard. You use it for a little shape up, but even barbers should use it, okay? They still have the shape, the, the razor, which is elite and amazing. I've done so many things, you know, uh, 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 that really stick out and made them who they are today to be able to, you know, raise a bump free, the, the, the technology that they have, you know, internets, okay? Now, they still, you know, they always had the grooming creams and stuff like that and lotions, but then they introduce, okay? You ready for this? You know, they introduced the deodorant. They introduced the bar soap, the body wash, okay? Internets, I keep on saying this, but I'm going to tell you. Go to getbevel.com forward slash Pete. Check them out, okay? Email them. Find out about a discount. Tell them the Premium Pete Show sent you. Hit them up. Go to Target. Shout them out. Tag Premium Pete. Tag Premium Pete Show. Tag Bevel. I always say this. I appreciate the internets worldwide. Let's support them. Now, let's get back to the show. Cheer. Hey, guys. This is Ronnie Feig. You're over here checking out my man, Premium Pete, on the Premium Pete Show. Internets, and we're back sitting here with my man, Mosh Customs, a.k.a., well... Daniel Gamash, aka Mosh Customs. Yeah, <laughs> you like you like the name Mosh Customs. I just go with Mosh because yeah. what happens is like the customs. There's so many of I, customs just kind of gets thrown around, and I think just because at the at, at the end, I'm I was always an artist, and I've always kind of stuck with that. So I figure, you know, shoes are the canvas. That's it. How do you deal with uh, you know you're only one man, you know, and you you have tons of people that want shoes, and you're blessed. You're blessed, you know, to have that and, you know, work with the heavyweights of uh, the NBA, heavyweights of the NFL, heavyweights of uh, uh, the wrestling world yeah. and, and actors like The Rock, you know, how, how do you, you're a one man guy, how do you deal with that? Because I'm sure you had to turn down business too. Oh, of course. I mean, like you said, it is a blessing and luckily I do have people that will help out with prep and things like that. Like while I'm gone, I'm doing a project with Puma basketball. I have to do 20 pairs, and yeah, while I'm out here today, my guy is working on prep while I'm gone. Then I go in and kind of, then I do my thing, you know. I have, I always have them do things that I know that other people would be able to do, so it's not like I'm pulling Andy Warhol and I'm just out here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, doing whatever and stamping it on. But, um, you know, when it's special projects, obviously it's always all my hands, and I, you know, I do turn down a lot of work. You know, I'm fortunate enough to be able to kind of cherry pick, yeah. you know, who I'm you talking to. Yeah, yep. There you go. Yeah. So, you know, I, a lot of times, you know, I work mostly with corporate stuff and, you know, athletes and whatever, which is great. Um, but obviously the turnaround times are usually last minute. Like, hey, can you do this in two days? Like we're doing something with uh, with Puma um, next week for uh, for Corday, you know, for his tour. And he's doing it in-store, so I'm doing stuff for him. Started that last week. And I'm YBN. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to finish up. And I did stuff for him when Lost Way first came out. Did some shoes and he obviously loved them and. You know, they came back to do some more stuff. So it, it's the relationship with Puma is really good. You know, they're, yeah. they're always down to uh, understand what my strengths are and just to know that they can trust me with any kind of project. I mean, shit, I'm doing Jay Z shoes. Yeah. So you did Jay Z shoes. You did YBN. Nipsey. Nipsey. How did the Nipsey, Nipsey project so, happen? So I got hit up, obviously, when he got nominated for the Grammy. They wanted to celebrate the whole deal. And um, I designed it, was a RSX, was, was a new model at the time. You know, it's a popular model now. 
and I had just wanted to do a spin on it, you know, f- for him. And I did, um, obviously the, the, all the branding, you know, a Grammy and then on, on like the heel, I did the, uh, the checkered flag, which obviously everyone associates yep. with the, the marathon and all that. Continues. And, yep. And so I did that pair and Nipsey, Nipsey loved it. And I did a pair for him and a pair for me. And then we were going to do more to give away to our friends and family. And Emery decided, he goes, you know, maybe we can just kind of tone it down a little bit for everybody else. They just had like a simpler pair, which is fine for me because it was just less work for me. But I mean, obviously I still had to do all this stuff and we did special bags and branding and, you know, all those things that you see, like the boxes and the bags, like those are all things that also have to get done. It's not just like it magically happens, you know, when you see like concepts do all these special boxes of boxes and packaging it costs a lot of money to do that yeah, stuff. Sure, sure. so you know those things are all all factored into cost so when people complain about price you're paying for all those things you're paying for nine for the labor but all the things that go into it but um it was it was a crazy night because um i am going out to la for something else i was there for something with uh with the clippers and ended up going to the puma release party it happened to be the same time for the shoe and that's actually where i finally met jay for the first time and obviously as a huge fan i was that was kind of like what opportunity would i ever do to meet him again like in this capacity where he's actually around people where he's comfortable and not just people bombarding him so i walked up to him and i was like hey i was like um I'm Dan. I'm actually the guy that did your shoes for, for the 444 tour. He's like, oh shit, you know, great to meet you. You know, shook my hand or whatever. And I was like, I want to be a fan for a hot second. I was like, can I just take one photo and I'll get out of here? He's like, no, of course, you know, whatever. Took a picture and that was it. You know, it's funny. I seen you that night. I remember and you took a picture with, uh, I think Nipsey, just straight up Nipsey yep. if I'm correct. Oh, we did a bunch of stuff. And, th- and then I remember, I remember seeing, you know, from social media, you could see everything. I remember seeing that Jay was there. I was yep. like, this guy's going to pop up yep. uh, with a picture with Jay next. And then there it was. And then and then um and then I ended up doing stuff for the Rock Nation brunch later on. I came back again and, I, and then that's actually when Nipsey introduced me to Lauren and I met her and I was like, oh, I got a picture with you too. I was like, I I love Nunu. Yeah. Like, Let's go. It's like a picture. <laughs> so because she thought I just want to get a picture with Nip, I'm like, no. I was like, get in the picture. And you, yeah, yeah. So then obviously what happened was was just terrible because it wasn't that much after. Yeah. But wild. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hustle. Yes, you know, even you know we go from it's so sick to go from. One rest in peace to another. Rest in peace, Kobe. You know, um, it's still to, for me, and I spoke about this, but it's still tough, especially as somebody with a daughter. Uh, it really hit home. You know, it's sure. crazy to me of how tragic it is, and how much it's impacted and affected the the world. I mean, I, I speak to people, and you know. They tell me they're crying, still crying. You know, yeah. Well, it's kind of like you start to go on with life again. Then you you remind yourself, you're like, oh damn, Kobe's gone. Like, it, like it, you you just forget, and then it just, you remind yourself, and you get bummed out all over again. You know, uh, for internet who listen to the audio, I said, we'll have these clips on the YouTube channel on the Premium Peach YouTube channel. But these Kobe's that one on ones for for Dan who did them for himself. It says forever here with the Kobe. And the other one, let me see this one. Yeah. These are beautiful. Thank you. 1970. Yo, that's when you know it's it's you know, it hits you when you see the date yeah. underneath somebody. I pray uh, you know, well, I'm not gonna see when my the date's on me, but uh, you know. I pray uh, somebody puts at least a nice saying underneath their caption. You know yeah. what I mean? Internets, make sure you have a good picture of me and you put up when I pass away, okay? Yeah. Don't be putting no fucking picture that uh, my eyes are cool. Shouts to BDI. Caption, uh, forget about P- it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's it's crazy because your journey, you know, I'm proud to see it, man. You're a kid who, uh, you know, lost your father at a young age. 
You know, I want you to think about this for a second. You know, you lost your father as a teenager, you know, literally almost taking care of him. Could have went to some different colleges and different opportunities, but stay close to your mom. Sacrifice that. Try to get a, you know, become a, a, a professional major league baseball player. You know, that didn't pan out. Injured, you know, figuring it out in nonprofit to then building up relationships and making, like I said, shoes and pieces of art that people really admire and love, not just for consumption for the consumer like Puma, but for LeBron and 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 Dwayne Wade and The Rock and and fucking Conor McGregor and and oh, yeah. and, and, and Shane McMahon didn't you do something yeah. for Shane McMahon? Yeah, a bunch I mean, of Shane. Honestly, yeah. Have you ever thought about that? It's crazy because like every once in a while, I'll like I'll be clearing out my phone and I'll just like go through texts and I'm like, holy shit! Like, how did this kid from the trailer park be talking to these people and like and like regularly conversations and like they're considered friends? It's wild. Like, yeah. it, like it's still, it's still a pinch me moment and you know. You get to one of those things where you start feeling yourself a little bit, and you go home. Mrs. Mosh says, "All right, Mosh, take out the garbage." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, all right, yeah, back, I get that. Back, uh, you know, back to Earth. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be the guy who let's put these away. Let's put yep. something else out. You know, I don't want to be uh, the guy who uh, matches your story. But I always tell the internet, and for the day ones that know, back when we started a uh, uh, Combat Jack show, I remember Big Daddy Kane was there, and I, I grew up loving Big Daddy Kane was uh, an icon to of me. Course. And, uh, you know, we did a show with him and he, you know, he told me take his number and we'd get together and do some food stuff. And, and, uh, I was working on a bread route at that time. You know, I used to work at night, you know, uh, you know, kept the day job, keeps the dream. You know, I always say the day job, uh, fuels the dream job. And I'll never forget, like, you know, I went from Big Daddy Kane to the, to the bread route and the guy was like, oh, get your semolina bread. It's over there. It's not over here. What the fuck are you doing? And I was like. Bro, I just came from fucking hanging out with Big Daddy Kane. He gave me his number. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? You know. And then I realized I get hit you. You know, but I wasn't. That I wasn't ready yet. Right. That and I don't mean ready, but meaning like, you know, a lot of people sometimes hit me up and they're like, "Yo, you know, Premium Pete, man, I, I want to ask you some advice." I'm like, "Go ahead." And they're like, "Yo, I'm gonna quit my job tomorrow." And I was like, "Okay, what are you gonna do?" They're like, "I don't know." And I'm like, well, don't quit your job. Because here's the thing. There's nothing wrong. In 2020, I'm saying this. There's nothing wrong with having uh, a job, a day job. Because, again, it fuels your dream job. And if people want to do a clothing line or this and that, and you need like, you know, five grand or eight grand or 10 grand, work it up, build your pot until you could get to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's gotta be calculated. You gotta plan. You yeah. Can't you know, a lot of people, with no, yeah. no, no safety net. I mean, especially in this day and age, I know how it is. Like people, everybody wants to work for themselves and be an entrepreneur and, and, and it seems cool. And, you, and, and we look up to people that we see are taking pictures in Hawaii and we say we want to be that, but they don't realize what it took to, for people to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, and especially to customizers. I mean, I'm not a customizer, but you could speak to it and we'll, we'll have a note for them to understand more uh, at the end of the episode um, where you could say something. But, you know, it, it's, it's it's a process, man. You know, it's like even sometimes, you know, we're doing a premium peach show and working on all these projects and producing these, other you know, pod- and working on other podcasts. You know, there's times where sometimes I'm, I fall asleep in the car, yeah. you know, because, you know, I, I it's too late here. I've got to go here. I've got to go here. But anyway, I don't want to get into fucking Pastor Pete on a mosh episode. No, you're damn right, though. You, it's... It, it, I I think uh, people don't understand, you know, when they say you're an overnight success takes ten years. Yeah, it really it takes does. ten years to become an overnight success. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I just know that those times were like when I was talking about Mrs. Mosh and how she was, you know, supportive. I wasn't making any money, so she was she was working at the nonprofit, which obviously isn't a high paying job. 
she was she was helping pay the rent you sure. know while i was she's like i'm out pursuing my dream like we're living, living off dollar menu food and you know just trying to make it work you know and she we just kind of believed what we were doing well that's why you married her yeah exactly you know you need you know it's not about a people think it's about marriage you know i've been married i've been divorced i understand it now and i understand it because of the mistakes i made uh and the mistakes that were made also you know because we're just young of course but what i'm saying is it's a team that's what it is you know don't find someone to uh, find someone that to build with, to believe in you when you were down, to push you to get up, and and uh, you know some days won't be good, and but some days will be better, and it's a right. process, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's all good. But listen, what's up with these uh, Waffle House the Waffle Yeezys? House? Yeah. So a lot of times I'll just see a shoe and have an idea. You know, obviously that um, the butter colorway of the Yeezy 350, one of the many, many, many shades of the 350 that's come out. I would. I just want to do a Waffle House shoe. I was all about at the time. I had done the IKEA Yeezy, which actually had gone viral. That that thing went crazy. Like I remember, like the Instagram post had like, I think it's up to like three million impressions. Fuck, just on a, like a stupid IG video. Keep it, keep it going. Let me see. Internet's listen. Uh, I know some people are listening to audio and they're like, yo, I can't see this fucking. Don't worry. you go to YouTube. We'll have the full video. We'll have clips up. But uh, it's Waffle House Yeezy. And you can also Google a lot of these things. Uh, yeah. Let me see the other. Uh, what else you got? Oh. Who, uh, also, who, uh-oh, Popeye's. Popeye's uh, dunk. <laughs> uh, who, who, um, who was some of the first publications to really support you? Soul Collector was wow. the first one. Actually, I remember when they had the Air Force 25th anniversary, they had a contest for customizing because at the time, the Air Force One was a popular silhouette for us, and they had a contest. And I had done a custom Air Force One with, uh, with Rasheed Wallace on it, and, and obviously because he was the one that was still wearing the Air Force One in the league. And I remember when they were doing the uh, – that um the article for that that uh one the magazine steve pulled out the shoe doing an interview with rashid and she saw him and just gravitated towards him and loved him so he ended up keeping the shoes but uh i ended up getting second place in painting mm-hmm. i didn't get first congrats but, to you did you get a stamp on I your got, fucking I got, I got like 300 bucks <laughs> and a and a you know whatever so so who else a nice kicks always been uh... nice kicks you know shout out to matt matt was always yep. always showing love he still does you know shoe he, game it, Shoe game, um, God, I'm dr- I, I gotta think of ones that obviously kicks in the city back then. Yeah, shouts to Maze. Yep, um, and, and Ma- Maze wasn't a big custom guy, and he, but he still supported. Yeah, um, yeah, obviously, you know, Soul Collector Complex, um, you know, Bleacher Report now. Um, back then, I mean, I'm trying to think what else was was big. I mean, I post it on all those forums, like the Nike talks yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. Hey, listen, man. Sometimes you got to do shit until pe- you know some people believe, and some people believe when the you know they get on later. It's yeah. all right. I think sometimes we take it. You know, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Sometimes we take it personal, and uh, not saying you are, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying we take it personal. Like some people take a long time to catch on a train, man. Yeah, and uh, just say hello, just yep. say welcome. You know, because you know where you're going. You yep. know what I mean? Tell us about this Popeyes. So, I mean, obviously. Chicken sandwich goes crazy. Yeah, it went crazy. They put crack in it. Yep, they, they, they definitely sprinkled crack in it. And I had the orange box SBs just chilling in my shop. And I was just like, I need to. Because a lot of times the shoe would just speak to you and you see yeah. see what you can do. That orange is already there. So I changed it out and just put the branding on it. And that was another one that went big. And obviously, um, if following football, Popeyes enlisted me to make cleats for Stefan Diggs to announce when the sandwich came back. And it was a whole big hush hush thing. Like I knew about a month in advance when they were coming back and I had to sign an NDA. I couldn't disclose and That's all that. That's crazy, man. Confidential. But, yeah. But what was crazy was how, how the custom cleat thing in the NFL was really big because Popeyes was going to have Stefan announce 
that sandwich was back with the cleats. That was the plan. But then they realized that it was on Sunday because it was open Sundays, obviously a shot at Chick-fil-A, yeah. you know, and all that stuff. So then they realized, you know, they can't just drop it. They they need to have people plan for it. So they ended up announcing it like on Friday yeah. and Diggs wore the cleats. And they still, you know, got got the response that they were looking for yeah, and sure. all that great sure. stuff. And that's dope for you to be part of it. Yeah. How did the Rock Project happen? Um, had a relationship with Under Armour before because um, obviously he, he does his stuff with them now. Yep. And... I had first had done shoes for him for promoting the show, the movie uh, Rampage. And I'd done when his first rock trainer came out, I did shoes um, for each of the characters for him. And yeah, obviously he showed his gratitude, did, you know, his post and tweet and thanked me and all that good stuff. Then I actually did another pair. And I, at this time, I befriended his, um, his agent, Brad Slater, and actually met him through Nikki Bella, who I was doing stuff for. And I ended up hooking it up for doing Hobbs and Shaw shoes and did another pair for him. And it's just been one of those things that, you know, he was a fan of it. And then no, the, it, the stories are endless. Now, what about uh, wrestling? How did you get into wrestling? Um, it started with the Bella Twins. Um, hmm. Actually, uh, a friend of mine um, was like, yo, oh, I was talking to, you know, um, Josh, who used to work for Dime Magazine? Yeah, I think so. Yes, Goth, yes. Bald Goth head. Yeah, Bald, yeah, yeah, yeah. Glasses. Yeah, yeah. So I was texting with him. I was watching the finals, and I was watching wrestling pay-per-view at the same time, and I was texting him talking because we were doing a campaign with something else. And he's like, oh, you're into wrestling. And he goes, I got to introduce you to my boy Joe. And like, I used to work with him at the NBA. Now he's at WWE. So he introduced me, and Joe was already a fan of mine. And I was like, we got to figure out a way to get get me in there. And um, Nikki Bella, who now doesn't wrestle anymore, she was the only person in the ring at that time wearing sneakers in the ring. Um, so I had him pitch the idea to her about doing shoes for, for a SummerSlam and she was all about it and did the shoes again. One of those quick turnarounds, like I think I'm done in like a week. Um, they ended up coming up to my, my old shop and they filmed the episode of Total Divas Nice. and did all that stuff, met her sister and all that. They, Complex came, Tamar Dia came out when she was still working at Complex and interviewed me and her, you know, all that stuff. So shout out to all them. And then, um... That that was just that was organic. You know, once the one girl wore them, everybody else wanted them. So it went down the line of you know the Sasha Banks and all these other people. And I, I don't know how much you follow the current wrestling product, but it went down the line. You know now and then you had I did shoes with John Cena and Shane McMahon and all these guys. You know, and it's it's just been growing. You know, Kofi Kingston and now WrestleMania is coming up and it's in Tampa and I already have like five pairs that That's crazy. I'm going to get done. Now, now did people ever like debate you with pricing? You know what I mean? Like you, you have to go back and forth and nitpick on pricing? Not really because they respect it. They, they understand. But the thing is crazy is the wrestlers, they all, they're like independent contractors. So they're paying for all their gear. They're paying for all their stuff. It's not like WWE's phone the bill unless it's something that's, you know, obviously for programming. But every, everything that gets done, any kind of stuff, Vince McMahon has to co-sign all of it. He has to sign off on everything. Really? It could be anything. He has to co-sign it. And how hard was it for you to figure out like a rate for yourself, you know? Um, Cause it's not like you go around and ask other people, you know what right. I mean? Like, like, what do you charge? How much you charge? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I got rock, you know. Because I always say it, and I, you know, I hate to say it on here, but like when I deal with like little companies, you try to be understanding and fair and work with them. But when Sprite calls, I mean, you may say, "Listen, <laughs> I'm about to fix my deck in the back," you know, right, right, right. About to get a new underground pool with well, the diving board. Well, you, you you start to just learn what your time is worth, and you know, it, you you know when you're when you start negotiating and you throw out a number and they say yes automatically, you're like, yeah, Damn but it. yeah, yeah, like, uh, fuck, I, yeah, you have, yeah, you have yes. I, I used to call that like a uh, negotiation remorse. Like, yep. uh, uh, cause I remember one time I was telling somebody like, yeah, I'll do it for like, uh, 
10,000. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, fuck, I should yep. said 15. You know, it happens all the time. And, and, and I keep going back to Liz and she's just like, know your worth. Always know your worth. You yeah. Know, when you're doing your wife, stuff. Yeah. Just, you got to be, you know, be the nice guy, but you also don't let him walk all over she's you. She's the shoelaces to your sneakers. She definitely she's is. She's going to like that one. Oh, she will. She's like, oh. She will. The pink shoelaces. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, um, as we uh, wind this episode down, um, on Instagram, on Twitter, Mosh Customs, M A C H E two seven five. Two oh Mosh two seven five. Okay, that's right, that's right. What the fuck is two seven five? It was my AIM name. Okay, so, AIM, AIM yeah, from AOL. They're yep. showing you fucking age. I know. So fuck. so um number my number was number five in college, and then when I transferred, uh, the number five jersey was a size medium. I've never been a medium in my life, and number twenty seven was uh, was an extra large, and actually seven minus two is five. So we still got the five. Don't, and don't. then now Mrs. Mosh's favorite number is seven. So she's like, oh, see, no, the seven's for me, and two is both of us. So, Do, do yeah. we have some special projects uh, that we can announce coming up this year? Um, it, it, The fun part about my job is things happen every freaking yeah, week. Like, yeah, always yeah. surprised. Like, I'm doing, like minute, I said, yeah. doing stuff for All-Star Weekend um, with Quavo. Yep. Um, that, that'll be coming up. Um, doing some other things with Puma. Um, again, WWE relationships always there. We got like a couple pairs for for uh, a lot of the talent, a lot of the girl wrestlers. Yep, yep. Getting some stuff. It was like a, I got bombarded last week with texts. So I think one one spread the word they're getting stuff done yep. again, and kind of remind them, oh crap, we got to hit them up. So it's good they're learning to like tell me two months in advance as opposed to two weeks, like it used to be. What what, what would you say is your uh, you know you've done a lot of shit, but what would you say is some goals you got left to knock off? I still want to just do another collaboration with, with a with a manufactured shoe, like Nike, like, like a Nike or, or yeah, something like that. And the thing you is, did, I, you did Puma, right? I, I did, I, but not, you didn't not do your own shoe. Yeah, I don't yeah. want I don't want to hand, I don't want to hold a, a, a brush. I yeah. did the collab with, with Ewing, which was very successful. Oh, the Ace Ventura, yep. Pep and that, very the, dope. They said shouts to Dave. Dave Shots and to Elon. Elon. Yep. Yep. And the thing was, that was actually the second biggest release behind Fab and Tiana's shoe. Nice. That's the hey, first. Hey, listen, I had a shoe too. I sold that real yeah. quick. <laughs> I, I, I still have it. <laughs> I'm playing around. I, I, we actually sold that real quick. Yeah. We, I mean, we didn't make a lot. Maybe we had like four or 500, but we sold out. I could think in like, uh, I don't know, a couple yeah. of well, days. The, yeah. Or? Well, between between the shoe of Bun, which yeah, yeah. I got, and, the, and then the, the Grillo's one. Yeah. Well, do you got to eat this? Yeah, yeah. We did You got to eat this Bun yep. B and Premium yep. P. Yep. We did sushi. That was dope, dope colorway. But I forget that I did my own shoe. Yeah. Well, Basically, but anyway, listen. Uh, uh, you having your own sneaker is a dream of yours. That's a goal. It's one of those things that, like, I know where I came from. I can't afford our work, and yeah. I know a lot of people are the same way. Well, listen, we speak it into existence. It happens. I want to say this. Uh, uh, I'm proud of you. I mean that, you know, literally you're in your mom's basement, so you sacrifice, you're a good dude. I feel like, you know, I don't want to only believe in God, but I say God, God's work is like coming back to you and be like, we see what you did. And, uh, you know, you know, not that he has to repay you, but I'm like, it's special to see that, you know, it's special to see that, you know, you, you're getting to turn some of your dreams into reality, getting to pinch yourself, getting to provide for your family. Again, went from your mom's basement to making, I'm sure, very good money. You know yeah, what I mean? Something I never thought I'd do. That's yeah. for sure. Doing yeah. what I love. So here, here's what we'll do uh, as we end this episode. Uh, it's tons of customizers. Uh, tons of people, you know, looking to come up and do things. Uh, if they're listening to this episode, uh, you know, and, and you're an entrepreneur too. Yeah. So keep in mind, what would be uh, some advice you'd give uh, any up and comers? Not only customers, yeah. entrepreneurs too. Expect to fail. You're going to fail. 
It's just a matter of how you react to it. I think if you plan to fail and have a plan B and plan C and plan D all the way down to Z, I think you're good. I mean, I think if you learn from those those mistakes, the better off you are. A lot of people, I think, want instant gratification these days. And a lot of times if they, it doesn't work, they're like, fuck it, I'm done. And if if no, no, one, no one who's successful is just going to get a, a straight path to success. I'm definitely one testament to that for sure. Yeah. Internet solution. What's the website? Too? Uh, Mosh Customs. We're actually going to relaunch it um, this month. We okay. did a whole redeal and then and the YouTube. Okay. Which, right. Oh, you're doing a bunch of YouTube videos the, behind the scenes, delivering shoes. That's one thing I like about you. You do the shoe. You get you get, uh, uh, you get get hit up to do the shoe. You do the shoe. And then you deliver the shoe. And I like that because uh, it's almost like uh, you're Santa Claus. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the thing is, like, there's a lot, it, I'm not like the most exciting person to listen to talk. So having a lot of really cool clients to actually help with this stuff, it's really cool viewing. And I think people are want to see a little more of the interactions as opposed to just sure. seeing me paint a shoe. Cause sure. watching paint dry can be pretty boring sometimes. Sure. Be- behind the scenes. Well, listen, uh, like I said, keep on turning your dreams into reality. You made a big mark, uh, really have stood out in a field, uh, that wasn't foreseeable many years ago. Same to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you, man. So to us. Yeah. Yeah. Look at us. Yeah, look at us. <laughs> you <laughs> Internets. Uh uh the legend. I call him that. Uh because he's done a lot of legendary things and he's got a lot more to go. Uh Mosh Customs. Peace out, my brother. Internets, I hope you enjoyed that episode with the one and only Mosh Customs. Okay? I want you to take from that. You know what I want you to take from that? That you could do whatever you want in life. Don't let anybody ever tell you you can't do something because the same person that told you you can't do something will be the person like, oh, shit, can't believe you're doing that. Yes, it will be. And Mosh Customs did that. Went from his mama's basement to a... Uh, 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 that dude must have made at least a million dollars already, okay? And the go-to guy for everybody in the entertainment industry for custom sneakers. I'm proud to see it, and I hope you enjoyed that episode. Now, if you work for a brand, okay, if you know a brand that is looking to advertise on podcasts, you know, or, or advertise on multiple podcasts, email me, thepremiumpshow at gmail.com. You have a question about podcasting, want to learn how to advertise on The Premium P Show, whether you're a big brand or a small brand or an independent brand, a startup brand, email me, thepremiumpshow at gmail.com. And let's talk because I feel like we could work some things out. Also, you want to learn about producing podcasts. You want to learn about the podcast world. You have questions about fatherhood or, or dad stuff or parenting or moms or whatever or, or, or just anything. You want to reach me. You want to book me. You want me to host an event. You want me to do something. You want me to come down to one of your mixes. Internets, email me, thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. Peace and blessings to your family, okay? I always say make sure you take the time. Check on your family, your loved ones, your parents, whatever, because as we're getting older, I always say this, so are they. Internets, peace and blessings to you and yours. I'll see you next episode. Cheers.